Sean and Joe, another episode ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make believe, get ready for Halloween. It's the horror show. I know you miss those guys. Tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate. Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show, show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. I'm uh, I'm excited to be back. I, I love a nice little week off from the show. It doesn't ever even feel like a week off, but it that yeah, probably means we need it. <laughs> it doesn't, and... Uh, Part of it is because I'm always hurting the next day, so the next day is like a, a waste, and I'm recovering on Monday too. Oh, I guess that's true. So I guess we, it really isn't a week off for us. It's just a week, yeah, I mean, week off from releasing something. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't get a break. That's cool. Requires okay. more and longer. Yeah, <laughs> requires more and longer effort. That's sick. Okay, well, it's super fucking tight. <laughs> Thought we were doing ourselves a, ourselves a favor, uh, but we're not. Um, thanks to all of the Patreon fans for showing out for that episode, uh, that live show. Uh, definitely the most registered live show that was like Patreon only, um, most viewed. Um, so shout out to you guys. That was, that was fun. That was really fun. I don't even remember what we did. Oh, scary movie, scary movie, yep. scary movie. Um, that's a fucking, that is a time capsule. That is a time capsule right there for sure. Um, Gave uh, Keenan his flowers on that one uh, for being the the goat, baby. Yeah. Um. And yeah, thanks to everyone that went to the live show. That was that was really awesome. We are keeping the '90s theme running here this week. Uh, we did all the screams. I mean, that goes into the 2000s. Uh, and then we did Scary Movie, which is '99, right? 2000. That's 2000. Well, we're going back. Going back one more. We're going to the house on Haunted Hill from 1999. Reagan, um, because she's just like on the fucking ball. Like she's doing stuff that we never did. So she's like posting stuff like before we even record. And it was cool to see the the massive amount of people that were like, finally. (laughs) People are psyched about the next three movies. Yes. So we're doing the house on Haunted Hill. From 1999. We're doing The Haunting from 1999. And we're doing 13 Ghosts from 2001. So that's that era of let's remake these like 1950s, 1960s movies. Uh, Because, you know, that's what the kids want to (laughs) see. Now, what is The Haunting? What is The Haunting remaking? That is remaking... The Haunting from 1963. 1963. Okay. 1963 film adaption of the same name. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> cool. And 13 Ghosts was that same period? Or did I just like yeah, fabricate I, I, that? No, it's like it's in the 60s. It's 1960. So like that one I feel like is probably, and maybe I'm just being an ignorant piece of shit. Oh my God. That can't be the real runtime of that movie. The remake or the original? The original. What is it? Three hours? That's not right. <laughs> That's not. That can't be fucking real. Um, One hour per ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's not. 84 minutes. That makes more sense. Two hours and 52 minutes, it said on one site. Get the fuck out of here. Um, 13 goes, yeah, oh, man, what? These movies are fucking insane. I, and I, I, they're all these William Castle movies. Um, well, at least, I don't know if The Haunting is, but um, let me take a look at that. You know, these are this is what we do on the show. No, it's not William Castle. Uh, 13 Ghosts and uh, House on Haunted Hill or William Castle. Um, and yeah, it just it was such an odd move at that time. But memories, right? Like these were this was the shit that I was seeing in theaters. I saw all of these in theaters and I've yeah. never seen them since. <laughs> Same. So I was curious how they held up. Like I, I, I would say I didn't have bad memories. Um House on Haunted Hill, though, I had a memory that I didn't love it, but that still stands. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Um, I didn't remember. So when, I, when I saw it in theaters, I was a freshman in high school. When you're a freshman, you're a fucking idiot. And I was just happy to be seeing horror in the theaters at that time. And we we're going with like groups of friends. So I remember having fun with it. Yeah, I don't know why. This is arguably one of the least fun movies we've watched, right? <laughs> it's. I was excited to do all three of these, and I was especially excited to revisit this because I thought it was going to be bad, like bad 90s horror. And there are some very bad things in this, namely the CGI, but mostly <laughs> it's just dull. It's not it wasn't bad enough to have fun watching. It just no, stunk. it really wasn't. And you know what? It really lacked a fucking skeleton on like a rolling dolly with, with fucking strings attached to it. So I so I watched the 1959 one mm-hmm. before I watched this. I'm going to do that with the next two movies. Same, same. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm Sylvester, just spitting. <laughs> um. I watched the I watched the original. I'm a fan of the original. I always have been. I think it's one of the most perfect movies to put on in a background if you're having like a, a Halloween party because you don't need to listen to the dialogue. Just see spooky spe- spooky skeletons and floating heads and old ladies being rolled on dollies. It's just like it, it's it's a perfect haunted house movie. But I wanted to ask you, you gave that one star. I on letterbox. I hate that fucking movie. Come I, on, one star. Listen, listen. I I think. Listen, it still doesn't... Okay, here, here's my problem with it. Let's talk about it. I mean, I'd probably change it. I'd probably change it. Okay? I, I probably would. But, like, my problem with these movies is my dad and my uncle were into all these fucking movies. So, all I heard growing up, like, when, when they showed me this, it was like, this movie's gonna <laughs> absolutely scare the shit out of you. <laughs> Because in 1959, the skeleton rolled in on dollies and, like, everyone shat themselves with fear. <laughs> I mean, it's like the same thing with Jaws to me. Like, when people were like, I never fucking, I couldn't even sit on a toilet. It's like, wait, what? What? Does, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you saying right now? <laughs> like, and, like, I feel like it was the same thing with these movies. Like, I think there was a period where, yeah, like, people saw the skeleton and they were like, Jesus People were fucking definitely Christ. scared of that skeleton. <laughs> Which is nuts. And um, so, like, I I think that always, like, bothered me, like, that that concept. The other concept I never really loved was uh, Vincent Price as, like, the horror host slash also a character within the movie. That was 
always a weird fucking move to me. I always thought that that was so fucking weird. Like, because, like, he talks to the fucking camera. He does. And it's 1959. Moviegoers are so stupid and so easy to please. It's like when wrestling didn't have to build a heel character. Right. Just had to walk out of a, out of a heel door, and people were like, "Oh my god, it's the bad guy." Nobody. Yes, all you had to do to make money is say Vincent Price is involved, have him talk to the audience, and then act in the movie, and people are buying in. And there were all. It was like all of these movies where Vincent Price would be like. <laughs> Like, you're all invited. You better leave now to make it to the party. And, like, <laughs> you see, like, documentaries or interviews with people, and they're like, oh, people got up and left to find the house on Haunted Hill to win the money. And it's like, that never fucking happened. <laughs> and if it did, it's amazing that we won any war uh, <laughs> up, up until that point. Because that's fucking madness. If people were like, holy fucking shit. The fucking tingler, like, fucking the seats, like, whatever they did with the seats. I forget what they yeah, did. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It was like, people were running out of the theater, screaming out of their mind. <laughs> That's fucking you know, you know, propaganda is a real thing, right? So I, I, I would love to have been, like, been able to see that for myself. Because even when the first film clips were ever released, and they're, like, during that great train robbery, yeah. like, people thought they were being stuck up. The guy's face is 30 feet tall because you're watching on a fucking screen. Uh, how could anybody think that they were being stuck, stuck up by a fucking giant? What are you talking about? Like, the, the one with the moving train, and, like, people dove out of the way. It's in a fucking movie theater. No train tracks. You know this. I don't care what time period it was. You fucking know this. Diving out of the way. So I think that's where, like, I, I give him a hard time, and I shouldn't. I have the fucking House on Haunted Hill poster, like, somewhere, like, over here. It's in my house, framed. Um, So, like, I, I don't know. It's Because it, it, I, I love the poster. Poster's so sick. But, um, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just one of those movies that just never really, like, it doesn't capture my imagination at all. It's kind of fucking annoying. And I've talked about this in the past, so forgive me. But, like, I, I'll never forget um, <laughs> the year that I was doing the cult cinema challenge. Um, and I watched Eyes Without a Face, which is ni- 1960. And it, even that's my review for that movie is, like, oh, oh people were actually making good horror movies <laughs> at this time. But it just wasn't in America. <laughs> America was just so enamored with Vincent Price being, like... Who likes ghouls? <laughs> like, like, dude, that movie set up the original. The whole setup is Vincent Price just being like, you won't believe the fucking ghosts that you're about to see. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much Clue. It's Clue. Yeah. The original Clue movie with Vincent Price being the host, but he's just... <laughs> which, which is so alarming. All these people are going there. And he, this is the premise of the one that we're about to talk about. It's about to review yep. since it's a remake. People just going to this house would be like, I have no clue who this fucking guy is. Why are you there? It, but at least, at least in the remake, it's more believable because in the 1959 one, Vincent Price is like, I brought you all here and I know none of you. Also, people have been murdered here every year for the last. I, I would be, I would be so gone and be like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not saying. Sh- I'm not sure which one makes more sense. Neither of them really do. We'll get into the new ones soon, but, like, neither of them really make a ton of sense. But the homages paid to the original in the remake are kind of cool. 
Uh, I'll give it that. Uh, you know, including Vincent Price's abusive husband angle. That's always fun to bring <laughs> bring back 40 years later. <laughs> I actually, I watched the original after the remake. I think you did it the right way, right? I watched the original first. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I watched it after. So, to see Vincent Price, like, pull her hair and, like, fucking talk to her, I was like, oh. Yeah. So, that's where they got that from. <laughs> that unnecessary tidbit from. <laughs> Uh, JB uh, Baker, I want to shout out, shout them. I can't talk. JB Baker, I want to shout them out because uh, they had messaged me and said, "Did you know the Spooky Skeleton had its own IMDb page?" Which IMDb scrubbed, but it had its own page with its own bio and and links to different movies that it was in, like like oh like uh, Jason and the Argonauts, and Jack Skellington from uh, fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. That's so fucking amazing, dude. That's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, oh, also, did you watch the colorized or the black and white? Black and white. Yeah. That, I, I watched the colorized today. Fucking infuriating. I, I couldn't do it. It has to be black and white. Oh my God. I know. It pissed me off so bad. It honestly just like made my blood boil the whole time. Um, who thought that that was a good idea? Well, I know it was fucking Ted Turner, but it, it, who the fuck was like, this is so good. This is what people want to see. <laughs> Old movies with shitty color that flicker so your eyes fuck it. You have a fucking seizure. I do wish yeah. they put a skeleton pushing a lady in a pool, though. Like, how do you how do you not do that? Pushing the lady into the vat of acid. Oh, yeah, acid. That, yeah. <laughs> I actually like... I know it's stupid because there's nothing scary about a skeleton. There, there's nothing scary. <laughs> the fact that skeletons are Halloween staples is so asinine. <laughs> What could it possibly do? <laughs> Fall apart. But <laughs> it looked. I love the use of it in this. It, it looks. It look. It moves good. It moves better than it should with it, it does. practical it does. effects. I'll, I'll give you that. Um. So, uh, let's 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 get into this guy here. So, okay. So we we talked about the movies that we're doing. Here's here's the thing. We're gonna do a live show too, right? So. February is short. That's why I chose it to do these because we only really have three left. Because as some other people mentioned, we've done Ghost Ship, which isn't a remake, but in the same vein, same era. Uh, House of Wax was one. Um, and we also did um, – did we do any one, uh, other ones? 13. Well, we did Gothica, which is by the same production company. Same time period, but not a remake. So um, – but I started digging into some other ones, maybe for a live show. Although I do think we need we I, we've been asked by a lot of people to do another um, one of those action movies for February. What's his which, name? Which Sedaris. Uh, another Sedaris one? Yeah, which I'm yeah. I'm fine with. Um, but I did. I, I was like looking up some other remakes from this period. There was just so many remakes during this time. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out around this time. 2003. Yep. Fog. The Fog remake. A fucking Five. Dawn of the Dead. Yep. I like the Dawn remake of the Dead remake. It's um, Zack Snyder, right? Zack yeah. Zack Snyder did that. Oh, and also, oh, fuck, I had this note. Uh, should we announce uh, our live event? Our first live event for 2022? Although it's going to be at the end of 2022. <laughs> Yes. So uh, we um, we have a live event coming out in November. We will be at Monster Mania 
in Philadelphia. Uh, it's an indoor one. Hope to see you all there. Make sure you come on in, say hi. I think they booked Robert England for the event, so I'll make sure to, uh, you know, f- spit on him when he walks by. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, come on out, and I'm going to try really hard. So if you're in that area and you can help a brother out, I want to try and book something at a theater for one of the nights. Uh, that Saturday night, let's book something in the theater. Let's get a showing going, a real live show in a theater. We'll show a movie, talk about it, have a blast. Great. So if you're in the area uh, and you can help me organize that, please do. I'm so busy with work now that like it's really hard for me to like do any extracurricular stuff. So um hit me up if you have any leads on that and let's get this let's get a live show going in november and um all the other cons we did try to get into like the ones that are coming up um they sold out instantly um as joe knows fucking the fastest shit but i think they're still backlogged from the covid um backlog so i think they were still catching up on that so yeah so pe- people reserve spots and yeah from like yeah because they they're Guaranteed spots. Right. Most of the cons, from my knowledge, talking to other people that are at these cons, basically they allowed some, they allowed people to roll over their payments. So like they skipped some of the spring ones and held on to them for this year. And so now they're like, they had to like hold off some of the spots for other people. But if other ones do pop up, we'll definitely come out there. Texas Frightmare is on our list. We'll, we'll get out there eventually. Dude, I want to do one. I had so much fun being outside. That, that oh, dude, that was nuts. I would do anything. First of all, more outdoor cons. I mean, maybe we should start our own. That was the fucking shit. That was fucking Great. so dope. Just getting drunk in the sun. It was fun. It was very fun. I was hoping we could do it again this year. I know. I know. Well, you know, we'll have to do it <laughs> indoors at a table. <laughs> Freezing our nuts off. Um. All right. So that's it. Anyway housekeeping done let's chit chat about 1999 house on haunted hill starring yes jeffrey rush ali larder uh playing chris katan i forgot he was in this fucking playing um, that character fucking <laughs> unbelievable what was it good would you like some cookies <laughs> what the fuck was this thing Daddy, would you like uh, some cookies? No, that's I'm daddy. Would you like some sausage? That's that's uh, Freddie got fingered. <laughs> no, Chris Kattan did the fucking Girl Scout cookies. Girl, uh, fuck, what was that movie? Corky Romano. <laughs> Corky Romano. <laughs> Corky Romano's one, yeah. Cookies, cookies. So you guys want some cookies? That's what it was. That's what it was. So he shows up dressed as a Girl Scout fucking guy. <laughs> absolute menace um he's in this playing himself and from what i read it appears that they were like they cast everyone and then they were like bring in chris Catan for this part and just let him be himself well it shows because he's like the, the only logical person in this movie and is just constantly like can you please stop <laughs> and i don't think he wanted to be there at all and judging by what I heard the conditions were, they were like, it was disgusting, it was dirty, and it was vile. And they said everyone was sick the entire movie. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Chris Kattan was not fucking acting in any of these states. He was just like, please shut the fuck up and leave me alone. <laughs> um, so he's in it. And of course, Tay Diggs. Yep. Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the most Jeffrey Combs-esque character ever. And by the way, in like three scenes, which is a bummer. 
in in like three scenes, and they're all Rob Zombie flashbacks. <laughs> they are all Rob Zombie flashbacks, and it's crazy because Jeffrey Combs is the most interesting character. Yes, yeah. fucking unbelievable. Also, also, somehow manages to overact, and and because that's that's his mo. Doesn't even have dialogue. It's un- <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. You are a hundred percent right. His face moved <laughs> more in those scenes. <laughs> Acting with his expressions like nobody ever has. <laughs> Just doing experiments, his whole fucking face is fucking moving. <laughs> fucking mental. Lisa Loeb is in this too for a brief moment. She is. Same with Spike from Buffy. Oh Put shit. Yeah. That's who that guy was, the cameraman? Yeah. Yep. God, good eye, brother. That was good. That was good. Um, this is a Dark Castle Entertainment picture, which, as I mentioned, made a lot of movies, including House on Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship, Gothica, and House of Wax. A real, if we had a horror sh- maybe this is what we do this year, the Horror Show Hall of Fame. Uh, Dark Castle Entertainment is like lifetime achievement. <laughs> House on Haunted Hill, 13 Just Ghosts. This, this is in a row. Bullshit. This is in a row. 1999, House on Haunted Hill. 2001, 13 Ghosts. 2002, Ghost Ship. 2003, Gothica. 2005, House of Wax. And uh, shortly thereafter, they stopped making movies. (laughs) Um, Which is nuts. That's so crazy. It was weird because those movies made them money. They did well. Yeah, I have all their numbers here, right? And like, yeah. They didn't do... They didn't do bad. And these budget numbers, though, I think are incorrect. Um, it's kind of weird because I thought I saw something different. Hang on. I'm just going to pull up the House on Hills page. Yeah, like these budgets, I don't – unless that accounts for inflation, it must. Because they say the House of Haunted Hills budget is $37 million. Probably on the state-of-the-art CGI. But the budget on their Wikipedia says nineteen million. It's a big fucking difference. Let me see what they say about Ghost they're Ship. Trying if- to they're trying to cover up how much they spent in that fucking CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Ship is right. Thirteen Ghosts is right. I think House on Haunted Hill's budget is thirty-seven million. I think you're right. I think they're trying to cover it up. <laughs> because everything else is in this range. Nothing is under 20 mil. Like, I, I, I think I think that's the right budget. I think it's 37 million. Anyway, 37 million, they make 40 million domestic. So not a great thing. But, you know, if it's like they're, it's, this is their first movie. Yeah, they made their money oh, back. Well, no, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is the first movie they make on it. So they make their money back and, you know. That's it. That's it. Uh, and then 13 Ghosts, they upped the budget to $42 million. That's so much money. I'm just, like, so confused. $42 million. Box office in the United States. Uh, I'll give them total box office uh, to combine them. $68 million. But they only ma- they made less than the budget back in America. They made $41 million in America. Um, Ghost Ship, $20 million budget. You'd think this would follow a trend of losing money. Ghost Ship fucking triples their money <laughs> 68 million dollars worldwide 30 in the u.s 38 abroad uh wow. gothica they're like hey we got money again let's bump this budget up to 40 mi-. by the way none of these budgets should be above 20 million <laughs> for actually 
The house on Haunted Hill is the only one that has like fucking massive building. Like fucking like I feel like they erected that building for the movie. Um Gothica, $40 million budget, fucking 141 yeah. million worldwide. Star Power, Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah, Halle Berry. House of Wax, another $40 million budget, uh, and they do $60 million worldwide. Uh, $68 million worldwide. So, um, made you know, money. they made some money. They made, they, they they made, made money. some money. Um, I don't know if they knew what they were doing or, like, what. I think they were, like, they kept trying to follow different formulas, and they were like, oh, shit. Um but House on Haunted Hill is the, the one that started it all, baby. Yeah. And not like a super powerhouse cast either. So I, to make their money back, honestly, is pretty impressive. You know, it's a good point. Famke Jensen's in it, but X-Men hadn't even come out yet. No. So I don't know how, how big of a name she was at that time. Jeffrey Rush... Was just coming off like Oscar nominated films. The fact that they got him to be in this is honestly impressive, but not as impressive as the fact that they just made him wear a John Waters mustache uh. and he still somehow, still somehow looks exactly like Vincent Price because their mustaches aren't even the same and they don't look anything alike. But for some reason, it just aligns and he looks just like Vincent Price. It's crazy. It's so fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. So he's literally just doing a Vincent Price bit. Yes. Um, yes. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush. They were like, hey. This is before he was Barbosa, so he was just like a, a classically trained, you know, <laughs> Shakespearean actor. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we didn't mention uh the girl from Mortal Kombat and Billy Madison. I I can't think of her name. Oh my god. It, this, but she looks just like Allie Larder. Dude, that was honestly you should be killed for casting both of them in one movie. I, I, I could not, it took all of my brain capacity to, to tell them apart at any time in this movie. What, what is yeah, her name? I knew, I knew when Allie, Lar- I knew Allie Larder was in it. And then I saw the other girl and I was like, Oh shit. Allie looks a little different. And I was like, wait, that's, that's not her. Bridget Wilson. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Fuck dude. Like one of them dies in the movie and, after that, I was like, don't know which one that was. <laughs> like, I had trouble trying to figure out who they were fucking talking about. Because it was also funny because a lot of times they didn't use their name. I wrote down all their first names. And then for whatever reason, the Vincent Price character is constantly referring to him by their last names, which <laughs> really fucked me up. And then everyone else just like refers to him as like, yeah, you know, the old actress. And you're like, oh, fuck. Now I got to know their fucking jobs, too. <laughs> Where's the doctor? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who's the fucking doctor? <laughs> and it's funny because there is a scene where they're like, <laughs> you know, Margaret, news person by day, model by night. And you're like, why is this scene happening? And now we know. Now we know they filmed it after the fact because like test screening was clearly like who are these people? Why? Who's who? Yeah, who's the <laughs> other <actress>? job? <laughs> uh, so there's that- also uh, the only other big character we didn't name is uh, big bushy eyebrow guy from from the OC, the dad from the OC. Fucking <laughs> that guy is Peter the youngest Gallagher. he's ever looked. Peter Gallagher in this movie actually looks like a young man, which yeah, is crazy. Youngest he's ever looked. But OC's only like a year later, right? <laughs> <laughs> he immediately- yeah, it's, like, it's like six years, but he aged to a middle aged man in that time. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny, man. Um 
The acting. What do you think of the acting in this? It's Jeffrey Rush is great. Jeffrey Rush and Famke. I think that's how you say Famke. Famke. I have no idea. Uh, Jean Grey. That's they were good. Yeah, they, they Chris were. Kattan, Chris Kattan is not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. You, I know you said he's not acting, but there's some line readings that he had. They're like, what is this guy doing? I mean, he, he, I'm saying he's not acting in the fucking, in the, like, it's not a fucking compliment. He's fucking sitting there drunk being like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and like, it's so funny. Cause like the interviews with like the people that made it, were like, we just let Chris be Chris. And I was like, oh, so he's going to be like wacky and zany. And he's not, he's not, he's like the most miserable human being on earth. Yeah. When you would think, so you, it's not a secret that I watch uh, dancing with the stars because my wife loves it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Catan's on it. He's the, he is acting like himself because in real life, he is the biggest fucking mope. You would not think that he was Corky, the guy who played Corky Romano. He's on dancing with the stars. He's just like, oh, my back hurts. And that's why you guys are giving me poor scores. Like, lighten up, lighten the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> um and tate diggs is coming off of a a pretty steady um work at this point um he 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 looked like he was getting set up to be the guy um he did how stella got her groove back as his first i got her groove fucking movie then go in dude one two three four movies in 1999 he did that movie paul loves with christian bale um the way of the gun. Oh fuck! Fuck! Paul does love that movie only because <laughs> the kid quotes, "I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck start that mouth or whatever, whatever the character says." <laughs> Paul used to quote that every time. Also, way of the gun kind of sucks, but um, equilibrium was the name. Oh, of it, equilibrium! Yeah, yeah. Paul yep. also loved. <laughs> well, dude, that, that wasn't that like I want to revisit that. Wasn't that a Matrix ripoff? It, well, a thousand percent, yeah. Even the cover, I'm pretty sure, is them in, like, trench coats. Dude, his filmography is pretty fucking good. Uh, he's, in, he's in Malibu's Most Wanted. Mal- that's what I was going to say. Humanity, that's what I was honestly funny. Dude, that's fucking sick. And then he did uh, Dylan Dog, that fucking yeah. horror movie. Man, he's in, he's in some good shit. But I just pulled up Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar is a great one. Dude, Brown Sugar, that soundtrack. Do you remember that soundtrack, dude? That soundtrack was nuts. Uh, and, and it had um, most deaf in and Queen Latifah in it. Dude, Big, dude, Big Daddy Kane, uh, D- Dougie Fresh was in it. Yeah, Black Thought. No, that 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 movie and that soundtrack. I don't watch that now, yeah. dude. I, I wanted to. That soundtrack was nuts. I remember that was like, ah oh, man, that was so good. And they got Kanye West on it. They put him all over it. But like a lot of a lot of um, like neo soul. Uh, I remember Eric B and Rakim were on it. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. That that was just I loved that. I thought that was so good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that this week. Brown sugar. Fuck. Yeah. Let's let's fucking <laughs> This is what the horror show is all about, guys. Just fucking give give brown sugar its flowers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about House on Haunted Hill though. Um so we kind of talked about the first one a little bit, and now it's time to talk about this. The, can, I, can I tell you the only tidbit that I wrote down is that it was nominated for, for worst remake at the 1999 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, but uh, but it lost to The Haunting. Good <laughs> the, to know. The Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Uh, I'm stealing that for sure. We're rebranding the Stinkers. It has an enormous. I had to go look it up because I was like, they, you can't just 
have like, two guys in the basement make their own awards and then accept it as fact, right? <laughs> You'd have to do that all the time. But it's apparently a it's apparently a thing. It's still going. Yeah, Stinker's a bad movie. I wanna I wanna take it over. I went to one I went to one year. <laughs> it's like honorable dude. It was like honorable mentions and it was literally every movie that came out that year. Oh <laughs> just, like this is an entire list. You know, I, I use your argument a lot now when I talk to people because it's so funny. Like these people that put like thirty best horror movies of twenty twenty one and you I remember that, that year we were gonna do like top fucking ten or twenty or something. Like I think it was ten, because there's no way we could have watched twenty. And you were like, I have seven, because guess what? They're not all good. Like, you can't just put them in an order and be like, these are the best. No, like, there's only so many good ones. Yeah, no. I wish that was a more common occurrence because, yes, there could be years where you have, you know, 15 great movies. So you're like, I'm going to make a top 10. But then there's some years where it's like, I don't have a top 10 because guess what? I watched 15 movies and eight of them fucking sucked. So I can't put the two that suck the least in my top 10. That doesn't make any sense. Right. And just because it's watchable doesn't make it like good for that year. Yeah. It's okay to just have an okay movie. That's that's a thing. You can have things like, hey, you know what? I wasn't miserable. It was a fine way to spend two hours. I'd never watch it again. You don't need to put it on your top 10 list if there was nothing else that was better than that. That's so funny. I, I think about that like so often now. It, it's like really like stuck in my brain. It honestly like changed my world when you said that to me. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um so this this was nominated for a stinker. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. The beginning I, so I actually ended up you know, everyone knows I kind of obtained some of these movies by means that I'm not proud of, but <laughs> So I downloaded this one. Did you notice like the weird choppiness at the beginning? Like it was a DVD skipping? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. So it's no, very no. much a DVD skipping, right? Like it's like it skips a couple times, but it's weird because it's coherent. So it'll just like go back forward a few seconds and then backwards and then forwards at the very beginning. So I was like, God damn it. So I found another copy of it. Different, very different, different file, different resolution everything's different about it it's not the same rip and i was like okay got that same fucking thing and i was like did they make this movie this way like i was honestly confused so i like google i was like googling didn't see anyone mentioning this weird skipping in the movie um so then i ended up having to buy it from youtube just to see if i was like out of my mind so i rented it on youtube and it didn't have it in it but i I just thought it was it was kind of fucking weird but that still doesn't excuse by the way that's like this weird choppiness that there is choppiness in this movie it will at the beginning it is just randomly cutting from time period to time period yes you have no idea what the fuck is happening at the beginning of this movie they're just like let's just tell this story so you start at the at a hospital yep. and you see some people being tortured yep. and you're like okay this is okay this is the backstory you could just get that vibe, right? Yep. Then I think it says 1931 at some point. Okay. Well, then it like pans out, and now we're in an unsolved mysteries <laughs> TV show, <laughs> and that guy's like, "Oh yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> like everyone died in the hospital that night," um, and the doctor was like a fucking serial killer. He was just chopping people up. Then we fucking zoom out one more time, 
and we meet Evelyn, uh, Stephen Price's wife. She'll obviously be a main character in this. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they wrote this guy in, gave him Vincent Price's name, uh, basically, yeah. uh, just changed his first name, you know, trick the audience, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> Before they come to the modern times or even to the unsolved mysteries, we see that the inmates lit the lit the building on fire. So say, like, why is it still there? Why 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 is it the setting when they burned it down? Everyone died except for five. And hey, if you want to tell me that, uh, uh, if you want to tell if you want to tell me that this is uh, that th- that that the building stayed. Nope, because in this building is everything from the old times. So, and they're like, the building fucking burned. It burned everyone in the fucking building. Killed everyone. Also, when you have a place of that nature where the doctor is committing atrocities and then it burns out, you're not restoring it. Be like, I can't wait to get this back in business. Start new. Build a fucking new one. Get all new people in. It just let that place rot. And, and also, fun fact, it's not a fucking house. <laughs> which is alarming that everyone keeps calling it a house because it was weird. And it was funny because I was, as I was taking notes, I would like randomly write house and I'd be like, why am I calling this a house? It's a hospital. Because it's called the house of haunted hills. (laughs) Yeah. And and in the movie, I didn't even pick up on it until like somebody was like, boy, this house is creepy. And I'm like, wait, why is she calling this place a house? It's not a fucking psychiatric. It's a psychiatric Institute for the criminally insane. (laughs) fucking insane fucking house anyone that bought that should have should be examined and 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 by the way we will find out that it is chris Chris owns family (laughs) (laughs) they call him the groundskeeper but it's been in his family for three generations so i think he that guy's that guy's not a fucking groundskeeper (laughs) (laughs) he absolutely is not um but we'll get into some of those uh more handyman scenes because this film it would make your dad's blood boil if he saw some of the <laughs> some of the shit that they did in this that that woman that sticks her hand into a fucking electrical panel and it's just touching loose wires it's your dad's worst fucking nightmare you should show him that scene and be like see it's not a hazard it's fine dad the wires in my wall are fine. Leave them be. Look, look, these are just all loose in the wall. They're fine. She was fine. She took her all handed. You know, she took grabbing wires and being like, oh, what do I do here? And then, like, ultimately pulled her hand out and was like, can't fix it. <laughs> I love that scene so much because it was so idiotic. And Eddie's like, and then Eddie compliments her for her handiwork. She did not do it. She did nothing. She, Absolutely nothing. She should have been killed by <laughs> by being electrocuted, but that, that's it. And he's like, hey, you're definitely not a news person. No, or no, you're not a movie exec. No one could do that kind of work. <laughs> work. <laughs> Fucking insane. Um. So, yeah, so it's this hospital. Everyone died. Everyone burned alive. There's a, also on top of everyone burning alive is there's a a serial killer in the house. So that's that. Then we go, uh, uh, we go, we meet the Vincent price character, Stephen price who owns theme parks. And and then we go, it randomly cuts back to the flashback where the guys, where 
where Jeffrey Combs is experimenting on people and just moving his face like a fucking maniac while he's doing it. Um, and we see the criminals actually overthrow the hospital. Uh, and they're about to kill the evil doctor who flips his switch, causing like the most insane machine to start moving. It, it, did it? I don't even know what that was. It, was it just to crush everyone? I have your guess is as good as mine because at the end, Vincent Price also activates it. So I'm thinking it was something, but nothing actually happened. So I don't know what it was. Um, but anyway, whole house catches on fire. Everyone dies again. We, we, we watch it happen again twice. Um, and then we go back to Stephen Price, the fucking guy at the theme park. Um, and he, uh, He's he's showing everyone his new roller coaster. Uh, is that necessary? Unnecessary. Is that fucking necessary to watch <laughs> to watch Lisa Loeb and Spike go on a roller coaster ride? Well, <laughs> it was actually the funniest. Uh, well, okay. It, wait, was it the funniest scene in the movie? I think it was. Was so. Th- this is just setting up that this guy Stephen Price is a real fucking prankster. <laughs> this guy. This guy, it takes from the buzz book of pranks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually just torturing someone and being like, what? It's a fucking prank. <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> true words have never been spoken. That guy, break your leg. But as long as you say, as long as he says prank after it, it's, he thinks it's his pass. <laughs> fucking dies laughing. I'm not, I'm not being malicious. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's taken from the same book because Lisa Loeb and the camera guy are interviewing Stephen Price. They uh, take an elevator because he's, oh, by the way, he's like, <laughs> she's like, what's the gimmick with this roller coaster? And he's like, it starts at the top. <laughs> I'm like, mm, what? <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen that before, but that's fine. He's like, never been done. Also, the the roller coaster is the Hulk ride in Orlando. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a fact. Yeah. So they take the elevator and they go up and then the elevator starts jerking around. Everyone in the elevator is freaking out. Steven Price is like, relax, relax. It's fine. But then it like gets stuck and Steven's like, no, 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 no. And then it plummets. You can see the grate on the floor and it looks like they're about to crash. Lisa Loeb's having like the fucking, you know, you think they're going to die all part of the ride, but also not the ride. Like it was like. Thank you for riding. And you're like, oh, that's that's actually a cool ride. But then there was a roller coaster after that. <laughs> that we have to then watch them get on and ride. And my yeah. favorite scene is uh, you watch the roller coaster t- t- tracks and they, they split. And you're like, oh, God. And like one of the like carnies runs up to Stephen Price and is like, boss, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And you see a fucking. <laughs> A fucking roller coaster cart launch itself off the broken tracks. Fly! You see a body fly out of it. It's the dumbest looking. It's cra- It's also insane, right? It's the most insane thing that I've ever seen. And you're like, holy shit! And then the track, the cart behind it is the one with Lisa Loeb and the cameraman. And they're they see it. They're like right behind them, and they're like, no! And then the track closes, and they're safe. Yes, and it was actually part of the ride. And the carney's like. I forget what he says. He's like, the fucking limbs ain't working on the fucking, the dummies. And Vincent Price is like, oh, okay, no big deal. 
<laughs> and it so it turns out this roller coaster is wasting resources by just launching roller coaster carts with dummies on it, like 300 <laughs> feet off the tracks. But they can't be reused after that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Launching du- dude, and also fucking you have teenagers running these rides. <laughs> like for sure. That's like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh but hey, you know. So you get a you get a glimpse into what this guy's up to. This is this guy got has all the pranks. And right after that we get Marilyn Manson. Iconic scene. Looking at looking at the house on Haunted Hill. Sweet dreams are made of these. That's like, that's like the epitome of late 90s horror, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, they played at the end credits, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Honestly, we have we have that fucking piece of shit. Listen, Marilyn Manson is a scumbag. I like Marilyn Manson's 90s music. That song fucking sucks. That song sucks. It's so boring. And we have him to blame for that trend of every trailer now having... And a song for an upbeat song from the eighties or an upbeat song from the nineties. Just slow down the fucking moat version. <laughs> you are right. That's actually a great point because I think about that trend all the time because it's literally in every fucking trailer. It's like Wake me up before <laughs> you go. It's, go. Always, <laughs> it's always songs like that. that have no business being slowed down or dark. Even yeah. when it's used correctly, like uh, I got five on it. Yes. Who, why are you slowing that down? Uh, is, that one worked because it has like an eerie feel, but yeah. other ones, come as you are, slowing it down. Come as you are is mopey enough. You know, Nirvana's catalog is. Why are we? Why are we making it slower? There was one for Gears of War that was. What was that? What was the Gears of War song? Oh man, fuck. Malcolm Malcolm McDonald did it. I think that guy. That guy is a fucking. Crybaby and a half. Malcolm McDonald? Is that his name? Is he the one that did uh, Wait, no. Who Here's, did who did the Tears for Fears song from Donnie Donnie Darko? What song was it? Uh Mad World. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mad World. Fucking okay. that's what it was. That was the one in Gears of War. Mad World cover. Oh. No. It's not who I, it's not whatever word I fucking said. Um, <laughs> I, it, you can't even fucking Gary Jules. That's Michael Mitch. Andrews. Michael Andrews covered it. Gary Jules. Um, yeah. Gary Jules did, did that. The one for Diane Darko. That's correct. Okay. Dude, fucking, that's so fucking dumb. Mad. <laughs> I, I hope they do wake me up before you go. <laughs> wake me up. <laughs> bef- hey, dude, you do it for the next Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> uh, Friday, Friday, I'm in love for the, the next. Oh, it's Friday. I'm in love. Dong, 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 dong. <laughs> I'm down for that. Um, but yeah, dude, I think you're right. I think Marilyn Manson might have fucking started that. Um, while that's happening, uh, so we had learned that Stephen Price wanted to have a party for his wife, who he also fucking despises. Despises. <laughs> Never seen two people despise each other more, but they're like, we're having a fucking party together, <laughs> and we're gonna fucking enjoy it. <laughs> uh, 
So he writes a list on his uh, Word document, okay? And he leaves the fucking room. Well, he tears up his wife's list. He's like, fuck your list. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make my own list. And he makes his own list. And then we see a, a fucking ghost fucking delete all the names and write <laughs> his own attendees. <laughs> and by the way, they try to explain this at the end. It's so stupid. Because you're thinking, there's no fucking way. I know it's called The House on... Fuck, I can't talk tonight. The House on Haunted Hill. So you know it's it's haunted. But just the way that this one's filmed and looked like, there's no way this is actually going to be a ghost. That, that, That was the most insane fucking thing I've ever seen. That was so fucking dumb, Joe. And this is this is where you compare the original to this one, and you're like, I don't know which I hate more. Just a bunch of people showing up and Vincent Price being like, I invited strangers. <laughs> or, or a fucking ghost coming through the internet and change, changing his fucking shit. Yeah, you know what? Doctor. I said this one explains it better. You're you're right. This one does not explain it better. Fucking insane. And like, also like, who fucking printed the invitation? It's, it's insane that this happened. <laughs> because it's the most elaborate invitations. Like, they're like nicely made and like Vince like Stephen Price didn't double check this at I don't know. It's insane. And by the way, it's only five fucking guests. Right. It's not like he has to double check the list. I'd be like, hey, can I see that list before you send it out? <laughs> um yeah. So that's that. Uh so those invitations go out to everyone. We meet Chris Catan, the new owner of the house. Um he also doesn't know Price somehow. He's like, oh, no, this guy's just paying me a shitload of money. (laughs) Which, again, Chris Kattan playing himself. Um, And he doesn't know these people, and the people don't know each other. Um, And, again, Chris Kattan, I actually do like him in the... Well, like, I like him just because it's, like, so insane. He is not balancing this out in any comedic way, but he is considered the comedic time like yes. element of the movie but he's absolutely not like in this scene this scene he's just like get in the fucking house i'm not standing out here anymore and then like they literally just go through every actor and actress and they all just have a one-liner and they'll be like boy that looks spooky and chris Kattan's like that's fucking great can you please fucking get in the house and then the next actor says something and he's like cool uh <laughs> this sucks can we go inside yeah, he offers he offers nothing to that role. It's like when we did uh, Bulletproof and they cast two comedic actors and made them both be the straight guy. It's like just casting Catan as the comedic actor and just letting him be letting miserable. him be a straight person. Yeah, absolutely miserable. Um, we sort of meet our crew, but it's not the big reveal. And then immediately the glass roof shatters on everyone. And then of course Stephen Price comes out and is like, "Pretty spooky, isn't it?" Good evening. Uh, and then his wife, who just showed up, um, she shows up. Uh, and Price, uh, oh, yeah, I, I love Stephen Price here because Chris Kattan's like, I, all I want is my money and I want to leave. And Stephen Price is like, you'll get your money. By the way, remember when your, your grandpa and dad died here? <laughs> and Chris Kattan's like, well, they didn't really, but yeah, they're they're both dead. Well, that is at least better than in the original when this guy, one of the guests is like, hey, by the way, my brother and his wife fucking murdered 20 people in this house. Like, dude, what are you doing here? (laughs) 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, and Evelyn Price also reveals that Stephen Price does this shit, like, every year. Um, uh, starting in, like, she's like, this is the same game as 94, Stephen. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> um and we meet um, all the people and we get introduced to the, we, well, I actually skipped a bunch of stuff. So um, we have a pervy like cameraman that's operating the cameras in the house for like CCTV type shit, like closed circuit. Um, and also I think operating some of the, the tricks, which don't, there's actually no tricks in this. So that's fine. Um this should have been so much more. Uh, dude, there, like the potential is like, and it, nothing really happens in this. I have a note about it later about we'll get to it, but we also get reintroduced to the cast and uh, we get their full names and job descriptions. <laughs> yes. Donald, the doctor, Melissa, the celebrity, Eddie, the baseball player, Jennifer, the movie exec and uh, his wife, Evelyn. Um, I-, I should have probably told you the actors that play, which, but I'm not going to, because I don't, I don't have <laughs> It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't fucking matter. No. And he, we t- we get the rules. Uh, you know, you got to stay all night. You got to make it till morning. And you win a million dollars. And if anyone leaves you or dies, you get their million to split. So you have the potential to win five million dollars. Yes. A big increase from the 50,000 in uh, the original which they wouldn't shut the fuck up about in the they were like Jesus Christ 50k dude it's probably the, the equivalent of probably doing here. probably it's just so funny like i just remember that one scene with the guy and the woman and he's like $50,000 are you fucking kidding me oh <laughs> jesus um so price is like all right i got weapons for y'all he gives them all guns um which seems insane. They go to look for the controls. To giving, giving. I mean, I mean, we we know later on that he gives blanks, but just just the concept, or even being a guest there, being like, why are you arming everyone that I don't know? This is terrible. He set the whole thing up as like this is a ghost house. Why are you giving me a gun with fucking throw it away? If it's a fucking ghoul, I can't shoot it. What the fuck are you talking about? Um. Uh, Jennifer, they go to look for the controls because the doors and the locks all came down. Price is like, I had nothing to do with this. Uh, and so they go to look for a control panel to open them all. Um, Jennifer, who is the movie exec, but also isn't who she says she is. I don't know if they actually confirm this until the end, right? Like she, she says it here. Like the, like as the scene that we were talking about, she reaches in the fucking electrical panel. Um, and Eddie is like, uh, Tay Diggs is like, Hey, like, you're definitely not a movie exec. No movie exec would do that. And she's like, well, I'm not who everyone says I am or some, some bullshit like that. But I don't think they ever say her name. And at the end, randomly, one of the ghosts is like, Hey, Sarah, what's up? (laughs) And I think that's the first time they, they cut it out. I I forgot to write. I'm going to pull it up right now. The, <laughs> I was reading that there was like, okay, deleted footage. Several key scenes were taken out of the final cut of the film. <laughs> this this included an exposition scene in which Sarah Wolf, Allie Larder, is fired by her boss, 
dude, what is wrong? I told you, I'm talking like Sylvester today. No. Uh, fired by her boss, Jennifer, played by Debbie Mazar, the feisty vice president of a motion picture company. Two versions of the scene were shot, both taking place on a film set where Wolf Hell hands Jensen a bag delivered for her. Inside is a music box with a jack-in-the-box trigger, which cuts the, which cuts the handler's finger. Jensen throws the box in the garbage, and Wolf discovers the the invitation to Price's party inside of it. So uh, that's pretty big. That's, that's, that's a, a massive big part. Detail to, to just leave out of your movie and expect the viewers to understand what's happening. And that's so fucking stupid. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the final cut of the film, she confesses to Eddie Baker about posing as Jensen in order to receive her million dollars, but details surrounding the circumstances in which she received the invitation are sparsely revealed. And also, here's the weird thing. Sarah is one of the ones that survives. Sarah slash Jennifer, as we'll <laughs> yeah. refer to her. She's one of the ones that survives. How do you not write in the the idea of, um, like, like, because... The house invited everyone, right? The fucking house ghost invited everyone because it wanted to kill certain people. But Sarah is not one of them. Right. So how do you not even write that into, like, be like, like maybe she's not affected by it? You know what I mean? Like, how is that not a thing? Like, why why even bother with that character? <laughs> that seems fucking insane. But, hey. Hey, what do I know, man? Yeah baffling decision so we get some freaky stuff finally to start happening uh they're all walking around the basement eddie starts acting weird jennifer follows him into one of these evil fucking laboratories that we saw in the opening scene um and she watches eddie fall into a giant tub of uh blood i guess what is that fucking cranberry sauce and Uh, again you have a blueprint from 1959, <laughs> like just bring back the vat of acid, right? A skeleton comes out of a vat of acid. She runs upstairs and says, "I got, I tried, I almost got pulled into a pool of blood." And everyone was like, "Geez, what, what are you talking about? What would anyone be like? Hey, can you show me that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a pool of blood being in the house. Why is that a thing? Yeah." <laughs> um. So she sees Eddie fall into the pool of blood. She goes in to try and save him. But then the real Eddie shows up at the door and is like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the way the fact that he says that when he's watching this person like being pulled into a, a pool of blood, he's just like, what are you do? What are you up to in here? I would be running to her, and like yanking her out of there. He's actually like, I don't know exactly what he says, but it's like basically the equivalent of like quit horsing around. <laughs> Quit fucking around. We got shit to do. Um, the crew reconvenes after that. No one is harmed yet. So, nah. Price says they need to stick together because he was not involved in the pool of blood <laughs> break. Uh, meanwhile, the TV personality, uh, who is Melissa, um, is using her camera, very, very late 90s camera, and uh, roaming around the darkest, weirdest basement. That somehow was also on fire at some point, but has like fucking statues and corpses just laying around. Not burned ones, just fine ones, old ones. Um, She goes into a medical lab and she can see the evil, the evils of the past through her viewfinder. 
So she can see the doctor performing an experiment. Yes. And we get our first weird-ass monster, which uh, I was fine with. Uh, Silent Hill-esque. Like, yep. no no eyes. Like, weird, just ghoulish body. Yeah. I was like, okay, let's pop off, baby. Fine with it. Let's fine pop off. It. Let's pop off. They hear the scream. Uh, <laughs> they hear the scream. No one is even, like, alarmed. Like, Everyone goes except Chris Kattan and Evelyn, the wife. Uh, everyone goes to look for him, but not in a real rush. They kind of are like, well, we should probably go check that scream out. And Kattan and Evelyn are just drinking. And Kattan's like, well, she's fucking dead. <laughs> and that's all they fucking do. Um, they don't find her, but they do find the camera smashed on the ground and a giant puddle of blood with a trail leading away. Um, and everyone's like, oh, by the way. Rest of the movie, this is all they talk about. And not in a way that's like, she's fucking dead. In a way that they're like, boy, where's Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Th- that's Came my- across a crime scene. <laughs> Joe, that's my note later. Because up until the very end of the movie, one of the key points in like the, the turning point of the third act is them still looking for Melissa. The fact that you the only one person is fucking dead and you're looking for her still is so dumb. I that is that that is a sign of a bad movie. That is a sign. Of, <laughs> I agree. The first person that died is the still the fucking one you're looking for at the end of the movie. There's five bodies that we could have right now. And we we uh, they're, they're like, "Boy, that Melissa, she real real fucking <laughs> real real trickster. Real trickster. Yeah. Good hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And they keep calling it a fucking house. It's not a fucking the biggest hospital I've ever seen. Like 18 stories fucking tall. Dude, I know. there's it's so big that the guys like, uh, "I think we took a right here." She's like, "What?" Like, they get lost. They can't follow their directions. Um they're able to get the camera working, though. And by the way, this just adds to what I was just saying about this Melissa character. Because they get the camera to work, and they s- <laughs> it's an off-screen, but you hear Melissa, and you see her hands. You see her fucking die. <laughs> it's fucking absolutely out of control. Melissa just gets fucking killed and dragged away. And they're like, ugh, ugh. And again, you see a blood trail. Yeah. How'd Steven pull this off? Um, Price goes to the control room, which he has been doing this whole movie to be like, my idiot bitch wife. Wait, dude, I, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about that because it's so stupid. There's two. Fast forward a bit. Spoiler. There's two people who, much like the original, are in on it. Yes. At that point, they should be like, hey, uh, neither of us did this. You know? <laughs> there, right. there's, there's a murder on our hands. I know. And, and they try to, like, they try to, like, make sense of it by just all of them being constantly being like, 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 Stephen Price is like, my idiot, dumb, idiot, wife fucking did this. And then she's like, fucking stupid. Steven, stupid dickhead, did this. <laughs> but really, they should be having this conversation out loud in front of the guests because <laughs> <laughs> they can figure this out quickly. Um, so Price goes to the control room again to complain. Uh, he's like, "How did she fucking pull this off?" Um, only to find this guy with no fucking face. 
and I don't mean skinned. I mean the fucking front and the guts are gone. It's just an empty skull. Yes. Fucking crazy. There was some hope in this movie. Dude, it has potential. It, it there has was some say, real potential. fucking hope in this movie, and then it would just, then it just doesn't. Um, because then we see, oh yeah, because <laughs> even this scene is quickly ruined when Stephen Price looks at the CCT. He's like, first of all, he just found again a fucking corpse. Uh, and he looks at the CCT, and by the way, he's the only prankster. His wife is like, I fucking hate everything about everything. <laughs> That you do. <laughs> she has no interest in creating pranks. But for some reason, Stephen Price is like, that. how the fuck did she pull this off? Uh, he looks at the he looks at the TV screens and he, he see Jeffrey Combs is fucking goose stepping around the fucking monitors in his ghost. Jeffrey Combs is fucking Nazi goose stepping around the fucking the, the basement. <laughs> fucking Stephen Price comes down and is like, well, one of you fucking did this, and I don't know who that guy was, but definitely one of you fucking jerk jobs. <laughs> it, it, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so that freaks everyone out. They all try to escape. Um, but no one's really trying to work together except Tay Diggs and Jennifer, who isn't Jennifer again. Um, the lights start flickering, uh, which makes them go find Evelyn because like they're like what the fuck's happening with the power so they go into a room and they find uh, Evelyn being fucking electrocuted to death shock treatment to the max yeah she's just being fucking electrocuted they do everything in their power to get her out but she is dead here here's my question and I know we've talked about it a couple times but I'm gonna say it anyway this why did Vincent what why did Stephen Price do any of this? Why is this, any of this happening? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, why this house? Why even if it like, was all just pranks? Yeah, why this house? Why like what? Like they don't ever have a scene that's like him being like I'm going to create the scariest experience of all time. A party just, in a haunted house and I'm going to rig it. Like that never even happens once. No, it it's not going to all this effort to not further your business. Like, right. Like he's an amusement park guy. So you would think that would tie in somehow. That, right. Like, that's a great point. Like he's giving, he's just giving away 5 million cash <laughs> for a house. He doesn't really know about, like, it's so fucking weird. I don't know. Um, and prices though is furious about his wife dying, which is weird. Cause he really does not like her. Um, but he's very upset pointing the gun at people. That is, that is another thing that comes into play again, where he's clearly does not like this woman at all. But in the very next scene, the directors make him be like, Oh God, I must save you. <laughs> What's happening? My wife, dude, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's about to fucking kill some of these guests. <laughs> fucking maniac. And Tay Diggs fucks him up though. Um, and then they lock him up and appears to be what, like a pressure lock chamber in a fucking the saturation like, submarine. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Um, and everyone leaves except the doctor who's like, I thought he was like trying to help price, but like turns it into like this, I don't know. It's like a fucking nonsense chamber, just spinning images. Fucking insane. Um, but that's that, um, something happens to price though in there because then we go into fucking price's head. A completely unnecessary scene. (laughs) 
completely unnecessary. I can't believe they left this in and cut out the fucking exposition for a character. Leaving that in and, and cutting out the reason why they're there. It's black <laughs> that, and white. It's <laughs> nonsensical. Just imagery of like him drowning. It's insane. Ghouls talking to him. That doesn't happen again either. So it's never like this is the house's MO or anything like that. Right. That's cool. That's the end of that. <laughs> That's the last of that chamber, by the way. Uh, it is. It'll come into play one other time, but not because he's in it. He somehow gets out. We don't see that either. So <laughs> good news. Um, then we get our next reveal, which is that we find out why all of these people were chosen. Um, because they find like an old staff calendar and they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> all of our grandparents worked here and got burned alive. Which Sean, not knowing that even if you never met your grandparents or you weren't close with your grandparents, you would fucking know, you would fucking know that happened to be like, Hey, I think this is the place that happened. Because your parents would surely talk about it. Out of out of five people, at least two to three would know what happened to their grandparents and where it occurred. And also, they all are local to this place. Local. So this is this would be of lore. And if it's only grandparents, that's two generations removed, right? So right. it's not you would fucking know. You would fucking know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All of their fucking grandparents are out there. Um, and then Chris Kattan reveals, because they're like, they're like, I, I don't even know how they ask, but they're like, why, why did he choose us? And Chris Kattan's like, Jesus Christ, he didn't fucking choose you. The fucking house chose you. Came to the conclusion <laughs> That there's a spirit in the house and that it hacked the guest list. They came to that conclusion <laughs> so quickly and nobody contested it. Everyone just accepted it as a fact. Dude, Chris Kattan's been drinking the entire movie. He's drunk as fuck. And, and he's none like, of them, he said, none of them at this point are like, there's a spirit in this house. They're still looking for the missing girl. Yeah. None of them think anything that weird's going on. No. And, and Chris Kattan's just like, listen. The fucking energy of the house, it travels by light, it travels by sound, and I guess it travels through the internet now. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they do notice, they do notice one glaring issue. The doctor's name is not on the list. Yes. Cut to the doctor who uh, looked like he was assaulting, sexually assaulting the corpse of Evelyn. But turns out it's all a bit, baby. He injected her with something that made her appear dead, but she was not. And he's, you know, he's fucking Price's old lady on the side. Yes. Well, that doesn't act last long because fucking Evelyn just stabs <laughs> Immediately. Dude, so, so elaborate to bring that story in. <laughs> Dude, they explain the whole fucking thing. Right there. Right there. Evelyn and the doctor are like, okay, let's run through the plan. Who's going to shoot who? Blah, blah, blah. This is all going to work. And we walk out alive. And Evelyn's like, exactly. And then just stabs the shit up. <laughs> Killing them instantly. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And by the way, th- this is, a, to your point, this is a moment where Evelyn's like, whatever happened to that fucking TV reporter? <laughs> <laughs> and she's the one that thinks she's running the show. Yes. So it's like, it's just so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. Um, well, everyone else uh, decides to go look for the doctor because they've got some questions. Uh, they find the bloody they find the bloody medical tools on the table. What what happens next is so convoluted. It's so <laughs> they what make it so this? much harder for themselves. Dude, dude what even ha- like is this Jeffrey Combs' work or is this Evelyn's doing? I dude, I don't know. It's, and, and Jeffrey Combs happens- saw. It's Jeffrey Combs saw. Then what happens after it? <laughs> but good news, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs isn't in the movie anymore. <laughs> So that's cool. Um, and it, I think Evelyn set it up because they're trying to frame Price. Okay. They're trying to frame Jeffrey Rush, which they do because Sarah comes in the room and sees Price next to the, uh, Peter Gallagher's corpse, right? She sees the girl, the girl that Evelyn, I'm sorry. The the man that Evelyn just killed, Evelyn's lover. Yes. She's setting it up so that when Price is released from that chamber, it looks like he's just a madman who killed him. Right. And that's what happens. Because right. Sarah or Jennifer, whatever you want to call her at this point, comes in and sees him next to the corpse. S- sees who? Uh, Vincent Price character. Vincent Price isn't even in there. What? Vincent Price. He, she gets... He, he, he gets shot. No, that's later. Oh, I, I would jump ahead too far. So, yeah. So, so what happens here is they go downstairs looking for the doctor. They find the bloody tools and then they open up the, pre- they, they go to the pressure chamber and they see the doctor in the pressure chamber, his fucking head. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they see his fucking head in the pressure chamber. So they open it and they're like, Oh God, how'd the doctor get in here? <laughs> it's just a decapitated head and his body falls out. But there's no yeah. Stephen Price in there. Okay. So who set that up and who let him out? I'm guessing Jeffrey. It was Cole. Evelyn. You think, wait. Why would Evelyn let Stephen out? To prop up the dead guy. Because he's delirious. She's trying to frame him. I thought she let him out. You know what? Guess what? Because 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 that's when Sarah finds him. He's all has all the blood all over him, and she sees the the, the severed head. Um. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Right, and then. Yeah, I, I think Evelyn let him out. Oh yeah, I guess I guess hilarious. you're kind of right. He's in that I, fucking I, I, chamber. But then, then like, find the head. but then he knows Evelyn killed the guy. Dude, that, that, that's the point that I'm getting at is that they're making it so much harder for themselves because this is so what they just <laughs> what they just did is fine. What they just did is fine, and, and it worked. Evelyn lets him out. Right. They, he's next to the corpse. He's still delirious. The rest of the guests come in and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy just killed the doctor." So Sarah shoots him. Right. But, but we find out that Price was actually prepared for all this because he's wearing a bulletproof vest. <laughs> And and he was anticipating somebody shooting him. And also, when Price shows up covered in blood, 
Oh, right. You're right. She framed Price. Dude, they, they like, I they, I think they cut out, like, some, like, pretty serious, like, important scenes. Because, like, because, like this jump makes no fucking sense. Because you're right. Like, Price crawls out covered in blood. Like, not from the chamber. From, like, a corner. Right. And the girl's, like, Jennifer is, like, where the fuck is Melissa? <laughs> Which, again, we're still looking for the first person to die. Okay? Fucking insane. Um, fucking stupid. But yeah, she she unloads so many fucking bullets into Price. It's fucking unbelievable, fucking ridiculous. But um, and then Katan, Chris Katan, and uh, Eddie are like they find her and they're like fuck Price. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and then they leave. They run away. They're trying to get out of the house now because shit's getting weird. Then Evelyn shows back up. And, like, is like, fuck you, you piece of shit. I only loved you for the money. Your face makes me sick. And then Bryce fucking wakes up and grabs her by the hair. He beats the shit out of her, which rough to watch, but whatever. Um, he had a vest on the whole time. Price throws her through a concrete wall, Fast and the Furious style. Uh <laughs> And then they find a secret lair, which is actually uh, the reveal of the house ghost. The house ghost, which, uh, if you read online, it's called the darkness. The darkness, yeah. Not said in the movie. Not it is not. Not even explained. Also, why is it trapped in this room, and how is it doing things? Like why? Why You know what I mean? Traveling through the internet. Dude, it hacked the internet, but it needed to be have a person thrown through the wall for it to be released? I don't fucking think so. Yeah, no, it's fucking idiotic. Uh, Favorite thing about it, besides giving it a name on the internet, which, which like you said, uh, it's not. You don't need, Why does that need a name? It's fucking it does dust. it. But did you see that they made it uh, Lovecraftian inspired? So I read that. It was like its tentacles are Lovecraftian inspired. This thing does did not it have like- tentacles. No. Dude, it was a fucking smoke ghost. It was Dude. <laughs> fucking lost. This is it, it, this is worth watching. No, it's not worth. It. It's it's worth, <laughs> it's worth uh it's worth fast forwarding to this scene. Yeah. Just to see how shitty 1999 CGI was. Well, it's it's like, like a kaleidoscope effect, right? Like it's definitely a mirrored image. <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking piece of shit. It's a moving Rorschach test. Yes. Yeah, it sucks. It's not good. Um, it's also great because um, as it roams around, it's it's like incapable of like it, it moves like I guess how I would describe like even even the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park had more mobility and dexterity than this massless smoke ghost, which like once it set its target could not fucking move a fucking inch because people are actually dodging out of the way. <laughs> right. And it's slow. It's so slow. It's insane. It's a melting face. It's like the Morbid Angel uh, album cover for <laughs> the first half for Alters of Madness. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like one of the weirdest things. Um, so you see all the souls trapped inside of it. You see some of the faces we know, Jeffrey Combs, some other people. He grabs Evelyn, turns her into Ash. Fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. To and again, again, this is the scene we were talking about before where he, Price is trying to kill her. He's actively trying to murder her. And he threw her to like a brick wall. 
and then and then as soon as she's lying there this the darkness comes and, it, and it's approaching her it moves so slowly as you said if that was happening and you're trying to murder somebody you would just be like oh well this is fucking awesome like this is not gonna be on my hands let's just let yeah. this thing take her and i'm running away yeah. but instead he's just standing there watching being like evelyn honey give me your, give me your hand <laughs> my sweet bride <laughs> The best case scenario that he could possibly want is happening. Like three seconds prior to this, he's like, finally, I get to do what everyone wanted, (laughs) accused me of doing. I get to fucking kill you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Price, though, is now cornered by this ghastly beast. Uh, he, He also finds a cabinet full of Melissa's body parts, so... I guess we got that answer. <laughs> Finally, some closure. <laughs> but Price gets away. I actually preemptively wrote Price can't get away because you assumed he was just going to get got right there, right? Like he's two feet away from, again, it's a bodiless entity. It is just existence. It is not a thing. It has no legs. It just flies. And I was like, oh, he's so dead. Like, and he's like, oh, he's like bumping into shit. And he's like, he like he sees Melissa's body parts and spends a minute being like, ah. <laughs> so like to then uh so I re- I pre-wrote that he gets got here. He doesn't. He he's also the slowest runner I've ever seen in my life in a movie. I like the trope of like the slow running and tripping. Price takes this to a whole nother level in this movie. He is gingerly jogging around um he is not making an attempt to get away and but not getting this thing is not catching up to him not even fucking remotely close it's in another room fucking insane um price goes though and he he finds the door where katan and uh the gang are uh eddie and jennifer who's not jennifer again i just want i just want to point out you have all these characters yes that you're supposed to be rooting for. So you you know you're not rooting for Evelyn and you know you're not rooting for Price because Correct. they're two scumbags. They did so little to make you give a shit about Tay Diggs or Allie Larder or Catan. Like you just don't give a shit about Not any. at all. Not at all. And like like you know, you didn't have to get background on any everyone, but like <laughs> Jennifer/Sarah if she's going to be the survivor, you could have probably thrown in a the why final we're gr- supposed to give a fuck. <laughs> Um, but he's banging on the door and he's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Um, as we're seeing the thing slowly approach him and Chris Kattan is like, all right, I think I'm going to let him in. (laughs) Chris Kattan opens the door and (laughs) Price is like, oh shit. And like jumps out of the way and the stupid smoke can't stop itself. So it just devours Kattan instead of Stephen. Stephen Price is fine. By the way, this thing could probably just eat multiple things, but instead... This thing could just expand and eat the house. <laughs> right, right. As a matter of fact, doesn't the house start eating itself? Like, I swear I saw teeth eating the house. I in, don't remember that. In one scene. I swear to fucking God. I swear to fucking God I saw teeth. But um, the house is collapsing in on itself regardless of what's happening. I don't know why, but it, whatever. Price somehow escapes, and now it's Price... <laughs> Who is the biggest scumbag? Now it's Catan's gone. Now it's Price. Oh my god! And I forgot about Catan's ghost. Price. <laughs> uh, Price 
uh, Jennifer, Sarah, Flash, and Eddie. Sarah, and Eddie. In the, in the these are our last people, right? And they're just running. We just watch them running. Um, Price is fucking around in some room, like just throwing shit, and somehow gets the gears to work. And he's like, "Well, would you look at that?" <laughs> <laughs> but but by my estimation, nothing really happens. I think. Oh, it opens the window. Like in the this attic. much, in the attic. Yeah. yes, yes. This fucking much. I, and by the way, I'm on video. Sorry, uh, it opens it up like a foot. It was like a square foot that you could squeeze through. Um, and, and while all of this is happening, fucking Jennifer. Again, this is the darkness, right? Like, it just wants to eat things. It, it, it confronts Jennifer, and this is when we find out her name. This is when we find out her name, Sarah, because the fucking smoke monster That's is correct. like. Hey, Sarah, it would be really great if you joined us. <laughs> and it's, I think it's, I think it's Melissa who's talking to her, which by the way, they don't have a relationship other than in this house. <laughs> Correct. They've never met each other. Before. They never met each other before. So. None of them have. And she's like, Oh God, Melissa, like having a moment of like, do I join? <laughs> like as if it was like your mom, like you'd be like, all right, mom, I'll join you. <laughs> um, the 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 smoke machine though decides to lunge forward very slowly, which allows gives them enough time for Price to sacrifice himself to save Sarah. Yes. What a fucking guy. Okay. What a fucking guy. Um I don't know how it's so stupid that it can't like like, it definitely wanted Sarah in that moment. Why wouldn't it just, like, he only pushed her two feet away. Like, just fucking eat both of them. <laughs> also, but, but, like, this thing's smart enough to know who it wants. Right. That's what Why I'm saying. Why wouldn't it be like, hey, Sarah, I don't fucking want you. What do you yeah, like, who the fuck are you? back that, the other bird. And again, like, that's what I was talking about. So, like, if you're going to include that background on her, like, what? Okay, whatever. That should have been the reason why she escaped. Agreed. That doesn't has no beef with her. But it wasn't. It, it was going to get her, and fucking Bryce saves her. Yes. Um, this allows Sarah to get out the window, but also <laughs> the fucking dark the fucking darkness, um instead of just, by the way, just devouring them, because it can, it is cutting a rope so slowly. <laughs> Like a fucking cartoon. It cuts the rope to the door so Tay Diggs can't leave. Right. Right. Sarah. It, it, it cuts the it's, rope. It's, wor- it's, it's worth harping on. You've said it three times in the past two minutes, but I'm going to say it again. This thing could just devour them. That That is the end game. Instead, it is cutting a rope to trap them in. Just fucking move faster. Tay Diggs, so, who's not escaped yet. So slowly. It's cut, dude. It takes like the whole scene for it to cut the rope. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Um, so Sarah gets out. Eddie sees all the faces, all talking shit, being like, "Come on, Eddie, join us!" And then suddenly, the ghost of. And by the way, there's no precedent for this because everyone that's been eaten by the darkness is inside of the darkness, right? <laughs> innocent. They're all. So most of them are innocent. Like Melissa's in there. She's innocent. Uh, but for some reason, the ghost of Chris Catan shows up <laughs> and opens the window, <laughs> operates the machine, allowing the window to open and Eddie to escape. 
And that causes the darkness to disappear for some reason. <laughs> uh, and we get our final heroes. By the way, that uh, that that window they crawled out of uh, was not an escape. It's literally just a ledge on the top of this enormous building, eighteen stories tall. Sean, I know Chris Kattan's ghost showing up is is ridiculous, but that might not even be the ridiculous thing that happens in that scene. Because Eddie is pleading with the darkness. He's like, oh, by the way, darkness, uh, I'm adopted. That was like the, the big reveal. And then the darkness is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yes. Because, because, yes. It's, because it's, not, it's not a real descent. I forgot of, about uh, that. I forgot about that. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. And, and, but, like, that didn't stop it. Again, I, 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 like, <laughs> it literally is on, like, a name basis, right? It's like, well, this has to be Jennifer. I wrote Jennifer on the invitation. This and, must be dude, an all-knowing immortal being just getting duped. <laughs> Oh, Jennifer must be. By the way, Evelyn wasn't on the list. The, the darkness is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness, honestly, is just like it said Jennifer on the paper. <laughs> uh, so you must be Jennifer. <laughs> Dude, you could probably just confuse it by being like, no, my name's Pete. And be like, oh, fuck. I got to check the records now. Was there a fucking. Hey, did your grandpa burn alive in this hospital? Oh, you don't know? Here, let's pull up the yearbook to see if your grandpa's in there. Also, to, to, to think that Eddie would be... Because Chris Catan's the only one that's that whole time that's like, hey, by the way, there's a ghost in here that's that's yeah. sending out advice. To think that Eddie would have the wherewithal to be like, oh, I'm going to dupe this motherfucker. Like, I, he doesn't really want to eat me because I'm adopted. That is absurd. It's just eating everything. It's what... what whatever. They're on the fucking, they're on a ledge over the ocean. There's no way to get down. But they find an envelope. <laughs> like, the darkness slides the envelope with the money <laughs> out the door. <laughs> hey, Make, fair is fair, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making sure they get their due. <laughs> hey, I might be uh, omnipresent. Smoke monster, but fair is fair. You won the I'm not, money. I'm not a cheat. Hey, don't spend it all in one place, guys. And if you need a tax guy, I, I got a couple guys. I, I'll, I'll send you their numbers. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. They sli- uh, the fucking envelope comes out from under the door. They open it. There's a fucking five checks for a million dollars in there. And... uh Tay Diggs says that was one kick-ass party. I would have pushed him off the ledge. For that. You did, dude, for sure. <laughs> I'd not even hesitate. I would be like, "Go fuck yourself." I hate you. <laughs> um, and then the the Sarah's like, uh, "No, how do we get down from here?" End of movie. What a mess. You know what? This might be like an all time, like better to talk about than watch. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And I was kind of nervous because, again, not much happens. No, no. It's again, there's two dead bodies, really. Like two murders, two like gory murders. Dude, what a fucking time. I'm so excited to do the haunting, especially since everyone is like, the haunting is so much worse than this one. This came out Halloween weekend. Imagine. Well, I mean, we did see it in theaters. I just have no recollection yeah. of it. Yep. Fuck. 
This was just like the hotness at the time, man. 99. Like I'm saying, it, horror kind of had like a, a lull for a bit in the late 90s. So the fact that they were churning them out and a bunch of people wanted to go see them, it was exciting. I remember being pumped to see them. Oh, yeah. And I remember, you know, I wasn't in like a critic mindset. So I, I remember having fun, but I don't, I don't know why I had fun. <laughs> Any of these. Yeah, again, I, I, I remember I didn't like it, but I also remembered like like I don't I didn't think it was like bad. I just I, I just remember being like, oh god. But again, like th- these movies have been tarnished by my dad. Sorry, Dad. Um if you're listening still. But uh yeah, no, it's uh it's an interesting it's definitely an interesting little little period of time here. I, I'm I'm excited. Um, what should we do for the live show? Oh, do we want to do Andy Sedaris? I think we should do Sedaris. Let's do it. One more, one more non-horror, and then we'll go to a horror live show the next month for March. Sounds good. Although they'll both be in March, so fuck off. Or will they? Or no? Wait. Boop, this one comes do, out uh, eight fifty. Oh no, this will be this will be the weekend. Yeah, no, this will be in February. Let's do Sedaris in February. That's a great February, dude. It's the end of winter. Let's warm up with some savage beat. Fucking enormous breasts and fucking bazookas and what didn't it have a name? It was like triple B's. It was like breasts, bazookas. Beaches. <laughs> Beaches. <laughs> what what was the one that you said you wanted to um do? Savage Savage Beach. Oh man. We'll have to maybe we do a a poll on it. I don't know. Oh no! Wait, did we do Malibu Express? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we we did that and Hard Ticket to Hawaii. So okay. there's Picasso Trigger, Savage Beach. Wait, we did Guns too. Or did... Uh, did we? I think we did an episode on Guns. Yeah, we did an episode on one of them. We'll have to we'll have to go through our. It's so crazy how we can't remember this shit, but it's, just, it's honestly it's, true, it's guys. Alarming. Like. <laughs> It's so true. I, I have no clue if we did Malibu Express or not now. Oh, bullets, bombs, and boobs. Where, where it was his thing. Three Bs. Well, yeah. Bullets, bombs, and boobs. Uh, that that is. It's nuts, guys. It's nuts. I I don't know what we did for the show, but wait, we might not have done Malibu Express. I think we did Guns and Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I think you're right, and it's weird because Malibu Express, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, and Picasso Trigger. And Savage Beach, I think, are all like in the same universe. And Guns right. too, I actually think, is in the same. I, are they almost? <laughs> dude, dude, they are. They are because I remember when we did Guns, it was like the the three girls were bad guys, whereas in the, in the other movies they have the same name, but they're all the heroes. That's right. That's right. And also they used clips. They were like, "Remember that time my brother died?" <laughs> and they showed clips, and like somebody, one of the fans, I forget who it was, but they were like. That's from Picasso Trigger. Like, those clips are from fucking Picasso Trigger. Yes. And, like, they are actually tying in Picasso Trigger to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. menace. I think if we should we, I think we should do... I think we should do... If we haven't, we'll double check. But I think Malibu, Malibu. Express. Yeah, for sure. S- start there, and then we'll work our way back in. We did a hard take. We'll do Malibu, and then Picasso Trigger eventually, then Savage Beast Beach. Okay. And then we'll take it from there. See what else we do. Fit to kill. Do or, do or, do or die with Eric Estrada and Pat Morita. Bro, dude. 
Dude, are we also doing that fucking movie Paul made me download, which I don't think oh. he actually wanted. I still can't figure out whether he actually wanted that or just yes. made me download it. Pat, Pat Morita and Jay Leno, buddy cop. Is it Morita? Maybe. By the way, have you Morita, ever heard him Morita. talk in his normal voice? Yeah, it's not Mr. Miyagi. Dude, that's so crazy that they made him do that voice. <laughs> because he he... He speaks with a more like American accent than I even have. It's insane. He's just like, what up? <laughs> when you when you hear him, you're like, holy shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. And he's like, I don't know where that accent came from. And I'm like, oh, um, weird fucking racist filmmakers. That's fucking where it came from. Um but yeah, no, fucking uh what what's the name of that? Collateral um with jay leno collision course collision courses guys you guys have to see the collision course trailer it is the craziest fucking trailer i've ever seen i i was like beside myself laughing it's so nuts it's honestly the south park rob schneider trailers from that episode where where cartman's robot fucking is making up movie pitches Rob Schneider, <laughs> like as dude, a carrot, as a carrot, <laughs> dude. That's the that's the collision course. It has a narrator that's like, what happens when a detective meets a criminal? <laughs> it's like putting sushi's and hamburgers together. It's cra- that, That's a line from the trailer. F- f- fucking mental. <laughs> These two guys will will they ever be able to get along? And Jay Leno is dropping the shittiest jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, it's like what if you were spoofing a scary movie was spoofing a buddy cop movie. That that is what Jay Leno is doing, but it's not a spoof. Dude, it's it's actually crazy. Like if I were Jay Leno, Jay Leno's a fucking comedian. Like he was doing the comedy star. I I don't know the year that came out, but I don't know. So he probably didn't have Light Night yet. But eighty nine. He was doing. He was at the comedy store and thought of himself as a stand-up comedian. Imagine. You'd be like, I let me write my own fucking jokes. Maybe maybe he did. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. But like those fucking jokes are so abysmal. It's so crazy. Yeah, we should definitely do that one. Yeah. We'll do uh I don't know. A co- oh. Oh, a cop month? Buddy oh, cop month? Like, like well, buddy cop movies are like maniac cop. No, I think we already did, like, most of the Maniac Cops. No, I'm saying, like, buddy cop movies. All right. Dude, Find, like, like the what's most, the fucking the cop, and a half, cop and a half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm sorry. Bro, <laughs> cop and a half? <laughs> Cops and Robertsons with a, oh, with a Chevy Chase? so many good ones. Oh, my God. I'm so in on this buddy <laughs> cop movies. Wait, Paul's going to be so mad. Because you'd be like, how do you, how did you not list, uh, fucking, I don't even know, fucking chips. Um, how did you not list 48 hours? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't want to do a good one. I want to do one like, like cop and a half, dude. Cop know, and a half is so fucking shitty. Dude, fucking so good. I'm, I'm cop? looking at some of them now. What, what, what about that one with, uh, Chuck Norris and the dog? It's top dog. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, yeah, dude. My sister had a poster of that in her room, but like for sure, for sure, never saw it. Just got it somehow, obtained it somehow. Dude, a, a stakeout. Wait. Oh, stakeout and another stakeout? Dude, another stakeout? I remember yeah. liking. Even as a kid, I... I mean, I'm an idiot, so... <laughs> Samurai Cop, that's like horror-esque. I would love to do Samurai Cop. Let's do Samurai Cop. We'll throw that in there. Uh, Marked for Death? I don't think that's... that's... That, one's, that one's fun. What is Loose Cannons? Is that Gene Hackman? I love Gene Hackman. Is that Gene Hackman and Dan Aykroyd as cops? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. K nine one one starring uh, the 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 shitty Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I that, put that one on the list. I hate that the other Belushi. I hate that other Belushi so much. <laughs> What's your problem with with Jim? Jim sucks. Hey, hey Jim. <laughs> hey, stop or my mom will shoot. Estelle Getty, fucking cop. Wait, that's Sly too, right? Sly yeah, Sly and Estelle yeah. Getty, his fucking mom. <laughs> Rising Sun starring Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery. So I'm not sure who's supposed to be the Asian one in that, but maybe none of them. Uh, point Break, that doesn't count. Sorry about it. Dude, Turner and Hooch. Uh, no, doesn't Ho- doesn't Hooch fucking die? Oh, I'll do that one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, running scared Billy Crystal and Greg Hines. Uh, that's a good one. That's a fucking really good. Dude, uh, God, dude, my votes for my votes for canine, uh, top top dog, and uh, cop and a half, or maybe cops and Robertsons. But th- those would be the four big ones. Right, uh, right, so. right. No, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just look. Whoa, what is this one? Wait, wait a second. This might be a fucking two-month affair. <laughs> for the horror show. <laughs> so, Joe, sure the fans are so Joe, happy. Joe, well, this is a horror one. This is a horror one. All right, all right. Lay it on me. Dead Heat, 1988. Oh, with, with Joe, Joe Piscopo? Joe Piscopo and Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a cop and his undead partner. Dude, the, the movie's completely ridiculous. It's, oh. it's, it's fucking um, Treat Williams. <laughs> they were trying to make Treat Williams a, a leading man a thing. That was fucking yeah. so weird. Oh man, I'm like, listen, I'm just like super Yo, jazzed I'm, about this. I'm down with doing Dead Heat. Listen, here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. So we, I mean, it's so funny because we clearly know like what gets the fans energized and what our greatest episodes are, and it's like all of these movies that people know and love. But I'm just in on these fucking cop movies. <laughs> And even if we have to put some of the less horror ones on on Patreon, I feel like we should do this. Hey, I'm I'm down, man. Is is Top Dog in your top four? Top Dog's definitely my top. Four. Okay, okay, me too, <laughs> dude. Jim Belushi, how many canine? <laughs> right, dude. I feel like I feel like every other Jim Belushi movie. It's with him and a dog. I saw, I just saw him, and I don't think they're actually related. I don't think that they're the same ones, but they're all, this one's called Canine P.I. Oh my God, no, there's four movies. <laughs> the Canine Quadrilogy. Is that is that real? It's real. K-9, 89, K-9, 
K9000, which he's not in? Or maybe he is. No. I don't know. Dude, Steven Seagal wrote the first K9 movie. <laughs> no, okay. I pulled it up. No, he's not in K9000. K9, but he is in but K911. He's in K911 and K9PI. <laughs> K9PI. Those are 99 and 2002. That's so crazy. They they had to bring Jim Jimbo back, baby. K nine thousand is a sci fi uh, spinoff, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna lose my mind because I highlighted it, and you know how it shows the cover. Yeah. I was like, honestly, in my heart, I was like so deeply in my heart praying I would load it and it would be like a metal dog, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking robot dog. Fuck. God damn. Oh, dude. A hard-nosed policeman who gets an implant with a microchip that allows him to talk to his dog. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> Fucking god damn it. This is the best. Starring Chris Mulkey. <laughs> who is he in Twin Peaks? I don't know. Alright, I'm sure the fans are loving this. fucking ridiculous wait i just want to see who this guy was in twin peaks i can't make him out he's hank jennings i don't know who that is hank, 13 episodes you know him pull, pull up his picture you've seen him he's norma he's norma's husband the the, the criminal oh shit that idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, like i swear to god i see actors in twin peaks like there's always an actor that's in Twin Peaks. I'm like, I don't know who this character even is. Like, I hear the name. I'm like, no idea. Fucking love that show. All right, guys. So that's it. We'll figure out Cop Buddy Cop Month, but it's coming. So brace yourselves. <laughs> Get ready to write fucking negative reviews on iTunes about it. Um, and that's it, guys. So thank you all so much. Thanks to all the Patreon donations and donors. We appreciate you guys so much. The live shows have been a blast. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Keeping the show going. Keeping it up and running. And, uh, yeah, no, we really appreciate you guys, though. It's 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 been amazing. Um, so thank you guys all so much. Thanks, Joe, for doing the show. Uh, we have a very limited amount of merch left. You can get that at store.ihatehorror.com, I believe. Um, if not, just go to ihatehorror.com. You can find it there. You can find us on Instagram at ihatehorror. Twitter at I Hate Horror Show and Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror. Joe, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Brugnish1985. And that's a wrap, guys. So thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. We're doing The Haunting next week? Yes, we are. Let's do it in sort of chronological order. I don't know if it is or not, but I know Haunting Oh, we should have done Haunting first, but. Yeah. I I wanted to do this one first just in case. I'm fine with it. So. Haunting is next. I think that one might be a little rough. So (laughs) strap in, baby. Um, And thank you guys all so much. Appreciate you all. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. Fucking monster. Fugue away. Fugue away.